Dr. Michelotti of Helena Orthopedic Clinic grew up in Butte. My next door neighbor in Butte was the trainer for Butte High School. And so pretty much from third grade on, I was in the Butte High training room and that had a lot of influence on me. We get to care for people with everything from ankle fractures to hip fractures in older folks, elbow fractures or injuries in little kids. Most people come to you with a problem that most of the time we can fix. Hopefully we've made their lives a little bit better. Helena Orthopedic Clinic, now taking appointments at their new location in Butte. Hi, I'm Max Damaris, a 2022 Mariah's Challenge Scholarship winner. And here's what Mariah's Challenge means to me. It means staying true to myself and not giving in to peer pressure. It means saying no to underage drinking and never getting into a vehicle with a driver who is impaired. It means setting a positive example for the generations that follow. It means growing old and helping others do the same. I'm Max Damaris and I accept Mariah's Challenge. I hope you join me and show that you too are butte tough. Today's podcast is presented by Lescovar Honda. For the past year, I've been telling you how impressed I was when my wife and I bought a 2018 Honda Civic for our daughter. Not only have we had peace of mind sending our little girl on the road for college, we have had great service ever since. Recently, I decided I had enough of the gas guzzler my wife drives, nickel and diming us to death. So, we decided to go back to Lescovar Honda. We did our research and decided we wanted a Honda CRV. We met with John Davis one Saturday afternoon, and he showed us his inventory. We found a nice 2020, and we took it for a test drive and fell in love. Lescovar Honda gave us a fair trade-in for our guzzler, and less than two hours after we arrived, we headed home with our new CRV. We don't have to worry about this car nickel and diming us to death because it comes with Lescovar's incredible 20-year, 200,000-mile warranty. Yes, you heard that right. 20 years, 200,000 miles. The new car is great, and my wife even lets me drive it sometimes. If we only went to Lescovar instead when we bought our 2016 gas guzzler seven years ago. When you find yourself in the market for a new or used vehicle, do what I do and go to Lescovar Honda. Like me, you will become a Lescovar customer for life. Lescovar Honda is a proud sponsor of the Buttecast and the Athletes of the Week. Now, let's get the show started. Welcome to the Butte Cast with Bill Foley. It's a podcast about the greatest city in the world, Butte, America. Amen. Let's meet the people and characters who make Butte the richest hill on earth. Now, here's my dad, Bill Foley. His last name is one pretty much everybody in town knows, even though so many people mispronounce it and misspell it. Brian Arnston is not the first Coach Arnston at Butte High School. He probably won't be the last either. It just seems like something that runs in the family, whether you are talking about his dad, uncles, cousins, or sister. Arnstons tend to be teachers and coaches, and they are pretty good at it too. Brian Arnston, who is in his third year as the head coach of the Butte High Girls basketball program, has been the defensive coordinator for the Bulldog football team the past 15 seasons. During his run, Butte High won the Class AA state football title in 2012. While Dallas Cook, Zach Bunny, and Jake Dennehy steal the headlines from that team, Arnston's decision to move Bo Taylor from linebacker to nose tackle as part of the 52 defense that stopped Billing Skyview in the quarterfinals might be the play of the year. 
Before he followed his family tradition and got into coaching, Arnson himself was a three-sport athlete for the Bulldogs, competing in football, basketball, and track. After earning a second-team All-State nod as an offensive tackle, Arnson went on to have a great career playing linebacker at Montana Western. Playing for defensive coordinator Rich Ferris and head coach Tommy Lee, Arnson was part of some really good defenses, maybe some of the best in the Frontier Conference. They were hard-hitting, and they played to the echo of the whistle. He wasn't the fastest player, but Brian Arnson was tough and smart. He had a nose for the ball, as they say. In addition to coaching the Bulldogs girls basketball and football teams, Arnson was also a track coach at Butte High for many years. He was an assistant coach on the boys and girls basketball benches, and he put in a long stint as a Special Olympics coach. Arnson is married to former Butte High standout athlete Christy Witt, who was an assistant volleyball coach at Montana Tech. When they aren't coaching, the Arnsons are chasing around their two young boys, Riley and Brooks. Coming up on the Buttecast, we will catch up with John McKee, who is, among other things, the owner of Headframe Spirits. It will be fun to catch up with one of my old classmates from Butte High and the University of Montana. If you are liking these conversations, please thank our sponsors. A lot of podcasters ask you to subscribe, like, and review their podcasts. I really don't care about that stuff. I just want you to support the fine businesses that are bringing us these podcasts. Tell them you heard them on the Buttecast. Now, let's catch up with one of my favorite coaches, Brian Arnston. All right, Coach, uh, first uh, out the gate here, I have to ask you, are you really related to Courtney, full-blood relation to Courtney? Yeah, yeah. Because uh, the reason why I ask that is I referee Courtney's games. <laughs> She's the most polite, sweetest coach you ever talked. She doesn't complain about it. I could obviously blow a call. She wouldn't argue, wouldn't complain. And then uh, there's you. I've seen you on the sideline. I'm not sure, but I think you made Terry Faulkner cry one time. <laughs> no, not a chance. <laughs> not a chance at all. Yeah. Can't make that guy cry. <laughs> I think he cried a little inside. <laughs> we have good dialogue, you know, off, yeah. off the field when we get to talk about everything. Because you're, you're rather intense on the sidelines of a football game. I am, yeah. Yeah, I need to need to calm down a little bit. No, I, I mean, I'm not, not criticizing by any stretch of the imagination. <laughs> you know, when you're on the sidelines, intensity is a good thing on the football. Yeah. You know, you, I mean, it, it probably the kids feed off that yeah, energy, I, I think, would say. I think you get, you know, you get caught up in the moment being down there and, and everybody's competitive, and and uh, you know you, you see things a little bit differently sometimes yeah. than they do out there. So, yeah, I, I notice as an official, it's easier to see a call from the stands. Like, yeah, it's easier to see travel and everything from when I'm sitting up in yeah. the stands, and there's no nobody, pressure on me. Nobody's missed I'm, a call from the sideline or the, the stands, right? <laughs> yeah, when you're on the basketball sideline, you're you're not as intense as you are in football. By not, I mean, not even close. Yeah, I don't think. No, I I think it's. It's a little bit different environment, I think. Yeah. Uh, um, which, Everyone hears what you're saying in yeah, the, the crowd. We, of the, yeah, yeah. The and and it, it, it's, uh, like I said, it's just a little bit different atmosphere. And, you know, but sometimes I, being on both sides is like, you know, you found that sometimes the best angle is sitting on the bench. You know, sometimes yeah. you have a good look at, at things. And and being being a ref and, and a coach, you, you know, you kind of, you know what know what the officials are looking for. And, and yeah. but... But yeah, you know, I, you look at some of the, the really good coaches out there, and you don't ever hear them say "boo." So that's one thing I'm I'm, I'm trying yeah. to work on a little bit. Robin Selvig though yelled at the officials all game long, 
and yeah. he was probably the greatest women's basketball coach I've ever. Met. Yeah, yeah, he did. You know, yeah. a, a little bit different environment there, but yeah. you know, everybody, it's everybody's looking to see how the coach reacts, yeah. and then they're able to react too. So, did, did you? It seems like some of our officials expected you to be like their friend when when she went back to coaching. You're supposed to just see the official side of the view. You know, they're they're just appalled when some of them just, I can't believe you're yelling. He was an official for eight years. I can't believe he's yelling at me. Is uh, When actually you probably, like you were talking last night, probably going to make you want to yell at the officials more because you know what they're, where they're supposed to be and what they're supposed to be looking for and stuff. Yeah, you know, sometimes I guess, you know, being in, in the officiating part of it, you learn kind of some of the, the ins and outs and kind of some of the – you know, I think Mike Anderson was was the guy that was always like, you know, if you're if you're in the right position to make the call, that's that's ninety percent of it. You know, yeah. and and being in the in the right spot, and then so sometimes you know when you're on the sideline, you're you're wondering why certain calls happen, and you're like, well, you're not even supposed to be looking there. But yeah. but I also you forget that you know you were in that spot, learning and growing and developing and yeah. and being able to come up. Um, and and you know our official pool and and all officials out there, it's just great to have them. Um, some of the fun, you know, going back into the coaching side of it now is having that banter back and forth. And, yeah. You know, coaches are always trying to to work for a, a call here or there, oh, an advantage here or there. It's part of your job. Yeah, and it's you know part of it's advocating for the kids and you know and 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 hoping that way. And sometimes you know you go a little bit overboard or or you see something that. That maybe they didn't see, and a lot of times just that communication back and forth between the the ref yeah. and the coach. You know, you know, when I was officiating, you sometimes you had to go over and say, "Yeah, sorry, coach, I missed that one." Yeah, you know, and that, and I respect that more than anything. Um, yeah, but you know, it's good good to be on both sides. Yeah, it, officiating is, uh, of course, I you know I'm only in my second year of it, but and I really like it, but I've never been really offended by anything a coach has said to me. Yeah, no, me neither. You know, because uh, I know what they're doing, they're working. Sometimes when the coaches, like yesterday I had a game, Florence, and a kid threw an elbow with some ill intent. You know, I didn't call it a flagrant, which we could have, you know, a, you know, elbow. And they, they just did not, the coaches did not believe me that you can't do that. They're like, yeah. you, you got to protect yourself. got to be able to protect yourself, they say. So, yeah, yeah. we well, can protect yourself without punching or without throwing elbow. Yeah, for sure. So some coaches, they, some coaches don't know all the rules, you know, and I think that's probably the worst nightmare as an official is having an official who – knows all the rules was a master official yeah <laughs> as as the rules and can uh yeah no for sure pick it's, you apart it's nice sometimes you you know you can can go to can go to that rule book and and you know ask about certain things and and if you you know the terminology and things like that it helps a little bit you know and officiating is it, it, it's rewarding in itself and it, you know keeps you around the game and keeps yeah. you around the kids and and it was awesome that you know the eight years that i had in the in the butte pool were were really good. They were fun. You know, a lot of a lot of the guys and, and girls that I officiated with were a blast to be around. And yeah. you know, and they're all out there for the same reason. I think sometimes we lose sight of that too. Yeah. Um, you know, they're trying to help help the kids. Coaches are trying to help the kids. We're all on the same the same page here. Yeah. Yeah. I told you I was going to grill you about your kind of, but you're actually I've, I've been sitting next to you a lot of times when you're coaching. You know, I've been there. I've talked to you, interviewed you as a writer after you coach. You know, I've never seen you get. No, I crazy, too there, crazy. There hasn't here. been, you know. There's sometimes you push the limits and you know and see. Have you got any technicals? I have. Okay. Yeah. In yeah. Butte. Yep. Yeah, I have. Oh, wow. I've had uh, a, a couple. Did you? Um, and like I said, I think I've gotten 
gotten better as you get older. You know, sometimes when you first when I first got out of college and started getting into coaching, and you know, you know everything, yeah. and and you think that that's part of it, and you know, sometimes you you watch on TV and you see those guys and how how they act too, and yeah. you know, and again, you know, we're we're all in it for the same reason. Yeah, you got to remind yourself that and and be able to to help the kids too. Yeah. Um, I think that was one of the big things is. Is I can you know talk to the kids about what refs are looking for and what their, yeah. you know what what their job is too and it's you know a lot of times you get the kids looking at you like, can we actually run that? I'm like, yeah, no, it's legal. <laughs> we can do that. <laughs> That's funny. No, when you get a technical, did were they? Did you get your money's worth in the technical, or you just because that's going to be something when you don't feel like you get one if you say something. And then they they ring you up, or sometimes you say yeah. something you know you're going to get rung up. There's been a few, and you know a lot of times it's not necessarily the official that you're that you're talking to or, or asking yeah. the question about. It's another one coming in to to stick up, and that and that's good. That's part of the offici- officiating. Some yeah. of those veteran officials say that's enough, like you yeah. you know protecting the new kids, and and that's good. But you know I don't I don't think there. Very few times have I ever felt like, you know, the officiating was, you know, poor that poor that that you needed to, yeah. you know, warrant a technical. And sometimes, you know, sometimes a technical is more for trying to fire up your own team. Yeah. Than it has anything like to do with officiating. Like a manager getting tossed in baseball. Yeah, game, right? you know, it's a spark. It's you know sometimes you you need a, a little bit of fire and a little bit of a change in attitude maybe, uh, it, within your team and. You know, you, you you try to work different avenues to get that out of them, and yeah. you know sometimes that's one of the ways to do it. I've seen John Thatcher ask for a technical. <laughs> yeah, I, I've been there as well. <laughs> yeah, he did. Bob Rawling didn't want to give him one, and and, he, and neither one of them remember this. But I remember sitting there, and he's like, "You want a technical? Yeah, give me a technical." And he goes, "I'm not giving you. I want a technical. Call a technical <laughs> on me." Yeah, Rollo probably said, "Just because you want it, I'm not going to give you one." Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I don't remember your dad ever getting a technical because your dad was always really pretty calm on the side. Yeah, at least he, on the sideline. Yeah, he's had he's had a few moments I think yeah. where where he's and you know he's kind of he kind of gets in there too and Does he? you know it's I think it's just kind of in the DNA of a coach and, and being competitive. Um, you you can kind of get fired up and you need need a little reminder, you know. And I think in within your within your staff you always have to have a couple people that are like hey it's all right yeah. you know you know i got laney Lowney there on the sideline she's always patting me on the back you saying it's all right coach we got it <laughs> does she yeah she's awesome she's your voice of reason yeah on the sideline. She, she is sometimes I just, yep you're right you're right <laughs> that's awesome having your dad on the sidelines would be pretty good too yeah no it's great you know anytime you can get somebody with that experience and you know he's been around for a long time and they had a lot of success the last time you know he was up here in charge and yeah. You know, just kind of doing some of the some similar things. Obviously, you know, the game is a little bit different. Our personnel is a little bit different than than what he's had. But you know, it's all it's all the same game. Um, you know, and just being able to to coach with him when when he was the head guy, and and being able to coach with with Coach Thatcher when he was the head guy. Yeah. Is, you know, you kind of pick up pick up a little bit from each each of those guys. Yeah. Um, you know, everybody that you coach with, you're trying to to learn. You know, and and t- take the good and the bad from each of them. You don't learn anything from Ari, though, do you? Oh, definitely not. Snuck no, in definitely there. not. No, Ari. No. You know, there's not there's not a guy that does more for you know <laughs> kids at Butte High than he does. Yeah. So that's a huge thing. Your dad was uh, 
not only is he one of the greatest coaches in Butte High in any sport, you know, you just look at his record, what he did, but he's one of the more underappreciated ones because he took that program over. I remember Pomeroy, Tom Pomeroy quit, or resigned like in July, June or July. Yeah. And I don't know how much of an influence Sonia Rogers transferring to Lewistown had on that because, yeah. you know, she was, you know, a yeah. superstar. Yes, she was. And she transferred, uh, you know, back in, was it around the... 03 or something like that, yeah. maybe. It was right yeah, on there. Like and that. then I don't think there wasn't a lot of people lining up to take that job. The program was, you know, our one superstar was gone. There wasn't a lot to look forward to. But your dad took that program and built it into, I think he went to eight straight state tournaments. Yeah, something like that. And uh, there were always really a couple of state championship games where we lost to the genetically engineered teams from Big Sky there with the, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> with yeah, the Tinkle ran Girls. In, ran into a couple of those. Uh, but, you know, yeah, I think. He was always kind of just biding his time, and he was an assistant for the boys, an assistant for the girls, and yeah. you know he was always trying to look to get back into the into the head coaching ranks. And you know the thing about him that that I took away the most um, was just how committed he was. You know he was constantly watching film at home, and you know this was in the the times of yeah. you know where we, before you're huddle, just, yeah, yeah, you're not just jumping online and watching it. You know he. If we had an off night, he was always traveling to Helena or Missoula or Bozeman or somewhere to scout teams. Yeah. And, you know, just how prepared he was um, and, and how prepared his teams were, you know. And they, they were able to, especially in the early years, beat a lot of those teams that, you know, maybe had more talent. And, yeah. and you know, and they just – they were prepared. And they, what they did, they did better than, than the opponent. So Yeah, the, the first run to the championship game was kind of a Cinderella story. Yeah. That they had. I remember, was it McClafferty had the big shot? Yeah, they won uh, those games. They, uh, yeah, kind of surprised some people. That was, yeah. everyone was expecting the boys to be there. Yeah. But was that, that must have been your Gilder got that hurt, was, right? Yeah, that was the year Gilder got hurt. And then yeah. they, they played actually the, the next game after that. And I remember everybody kind of everyone leaving and being down in the dumps. And, and the girls came in as the four seed and, Ended up uh, knocking off CMR, who was yeah. really loaded that year. Yeah. And then I think the semifinal was like a 24-20 game in overtime. Like it yeah, was it was low scoring. Re- really low scoring. and But, you know, just doing what they had to do. And I think that those teams kind of are, are where we're at right now, where we want to really kind of just win with that toughness and that grit and, you know, being able to – to out tough kids, because you know, as as you see, we're not, you know, not, we're not always going to be the, the biggest and the fastest and, and those type of things, um, skill wise. But, but we can always have that toughness and that grit, um, which is trying to what we're getting across. Yeah. Did was your mom a coach too? No. That's good. No, she she was always the, uh, just you know, by the side and and yeah. supportive and, you know, it it worked out. You know, she was always there and like I said, he. That was a big thing is just, you know, the time that he put in. And, and people don't realize that you're not just showing up to practice and spending a couple yeah. hours. You're doing, you know, hours and hours of stuff outside of it to, to try and help those kids. Yeah. Financially, it makes a lot more sense to be an official yes. than a coach. Yes. Yeah, I don't you're think. Put, you're not making – you're not even making 50 cents an hour as a coach. No. And, and I, and I you know, I think especially in those years with my dad, I would always ask him, am I, how much money did you lose this year coaching? Because <laughs> you know he's <laughs> yeah. always you're always spending money and yeah. trying to help the kids out the most you can. But you know, but yeah, I, I try to tell all of, our, all of our kids that are graduating. I said, get into officiating when you're in college. It's a great, yeah, a great gig. 
I don't think people realize how much money you can make. Yeah. Being a just sub varsity. Yeah. Yeah. Especially, you know, when you get to, you get to pick and choose, you know, if you have something going on, but yeah, you can go and ref two games and, you know, get some mileage and make a, make a good, really good money. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, uh, you even get paid to, to ride in a car. Yeah. You get paid to ride. (laughs) And the the nice thing about officiating compared to coaching is, you know, you, you get done with the game. You don't have the, you know, the, the high of the win or the low of the loss type yeah. of thing. You, you get done and you get to move on. Yeah, take your shower, go home, watch TV. That's right. Coaches go home and stew over everything, <laughs> yeah. watch film, yeah. wonder what could have went better. Or what. Yeah, you can't get the film uploaded quick enough to, to watch the yeah. good. And, you know, and sometimes I, I find myself as the, the older I get, you know, even coaching football and, and basketball is you got to enjoy some of those things. Yeah, you know, sometimes you don't enjoy the wins as much as you should. Uh, you're always working to to the next game type of thing, and 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 the losses, you know, you don't get as down on those either. You know, yeah. you got to be able to move on. Congratulations to this week's Lescavar Honda Athletes of the Week: Butte Central senior Catherine Lalaker and Butte High sophomore Hudson Lutke. Lalaker takes home the girls' honor after a strong week playing for the Butte Central girls basketball team. She scored 22 points Thursday against Livingston before tossing in 14 against Polson. Lalaker has been a key varsity contributor for the Maroons since her sophomore season. Lutke receives the boys' honor after leading the Bulldogs to an exciting 50-48 win over Belgrade at the Butte Civic Center. The point guard poured in 23 points for Butte in the Bulldogs' home opener. Lutke scored 14 points to lead the Bulldogs in their season opener a week earlier in Bozeman. The Bulldogs and Maroons will meet Friday for the city championship at the Butte Civic Center. Congratulations, Catherine and Hudson, and thank you, Lescavar Honda, for honoring the hardworking student-athletes of the Mining City. Hey Butte America, John Davis here at Lescavar Honda. We wanted to wish all of you a Merry Christmas and Happy New Year, and thank you for your support with our Coat Drive and Toys for Tots. Your donations are bringing smiles to children and keeping our town warm. As a special thanks, we've slashed our rental vehicle pricing with rates as low as $39 a day. For the best pricing on all makes and models, stop on down and see us, Lescavar Honda. Visiting your neighborhood Thriftway Superstops was already your favorite stop of the day. Now, it is even better. Join the brand new Thriftway Loyalty Club to rack up big discounts, earn free stuff, and receive more TLC with every visit. Download the TLC app and take advantage of great deals on pizza, grab-and-go favorites, fresh brewed coffee, cool fountain drinks, and much, much more at your neighborhood Thriftway Superstops. Loyalty Club members also save five cents per gallon off top-tier conical fuel every single day. Plus, earn points at the pump and in the store. Casa Grande Steakhouse serves steak and so much more. You cannot beat their seasoned, hand-cut Rocky Mountain ground beef. But did you know about their menu filled with made-to-order pastas, chicken sautés, mouth-watering seafood, appetizers, enticing desserts, or their most recent addition, sushi? Thursday nights are sushi nights at Casa Grandas, where you will be welcomed as a part of the family. Casa Grandas can also handle all your catering needs with style, class, and a taste that cannot be beat. Visit Casa Grandas Steakhouse inside the historic Bertoglio Warehouse at 801 South Utah Avenue in Uptown Butte. Call 406-723-4141 for reservations. Check out their menu at casagrandasteakhouse.com. Casa Grande Steakhouse, eat where the locals eat. 
Is your house too cold or is it too hot? Either way, Lockmer Sheet Metal is here to help. With more than 40 years of experience in the heating, ventilation, and air conditioning trade, Lockmer Sheet Metal strives to bring you quality service and knowledgeable work to help with your HVAC projects or needs. Lockmer Sheet Metal offers repair services for all forced air, central air systems, installation of new HVAC systems, service contracts for maintenance and service, all residential and commercial applications, fabrication of sheet metal for all types of projects, and ventilation and exhaust systems. Call 406-782-2224 or visit LockmerSheetMetal.com to warm up or cool down with Lockmer Sheet Metal, your local dealer of train heating, cooling, air handling, and ventilation products. For all your home heating and cooling needs, remember Lockmer Sheet Metal. Now, you were a three-sport three athlete at Butte High. Yeah. Uh, so you played for Schulte. Yeah. Did you did you play it all for Coach Salo or just Schulte? No, no, I was done. Coach Schulte had one more year. So after. Schulte, yeah. Uh, John Mike as a basketball, and then JT's first year, right? John yeah, first year. yeah. I had uh, uh, Kenny Edwards when I was a freshman. Oh, you you had the you were the and Kenny then Edwards John, year. John Mike Denny for for a couple years, and then uh, yeah. and then Coach D. And Phil Madrazo was the head coach for yeah. a couple of days there too. Yeah. He was interim coach. Yeah, yeah, he was. So yeah, yeah so I had uh, quite a few. Coaches um, yeah. and coach you know, Charlie Merrifield yeah. and yeah. all those track coaches. <laughs> so you had a pretty pretty good group of coaches lead you at Butte High. Yeah, for sure. And like I said, you know, earlier, even even back then, you know, in high school, that's kind of what I wanted to get into. Um, I didn't know if it was going to be, you know, high school or or at one point I was thinking about going the college route and helping out and and you know just I knew I wanted to to. Um, you know, be be a coach yeah. and, and be a teacher and have a, you know, positive impact on kids. I, you know, I, all the way growing up, I had some great coaches, um, you know, that, that I looked up to and, you know, were mentors. And then I got to see, you know, all the kids that my dad had coached from Outlook, Montana, from Hot Springs, you know, yeah. that stayed in touch and the impact that he had. So, you know, that was a really kind of a driving force behind yeah. what, what I wanted to do. Did Archie ever coach at anything? I no, he was an assistant, you know, when I was around, but yeah. no, I didn't have him. Did he ever give you a spiel about how he can't stand the players laying on the field when they get hurt in football? <laughs> so get your butt off the field and oh, yeah. sign a weakness. Yeah. yeah, I always I always you can tell if it's uh if it's anything real serious or not by by Archie's reaction over by the ambulance. Yeah. <laughs> He's uh yeah, he he doesn't uh he doesn't like people being hurt and then being able to walk off the field. Yeah. He figures if you're down on the field, you should have to be carried off <laughs> yeah, the field. Yeah, we're bringing the gurney out. <laughs> Otherwise, you better get off on your own. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny to hear him yeah. go off like, he's one of my favorite people to talk to at yeah. a game. His perspective is just it's just awesome. Yeah, he, he still likes to give me lots of tips, you know, lots yeah. of coaching tips after each game. But yeah. What was it like playing for JT that year? You know, I think it was a, it was a change, uh, you know, and – he brought in he wanted to bring in that toughness and that discipline and you know i think i think really what you you saw again from from coach from coach t was that like there was no stone left unturned you know and yeah. and everything was was detailed and and you better be playing hard otherwise you're not going to be playing yeah you know and and i think that that part of it um was really good uh scheme wise you know some of the stuff that we did was was really good and um, but, you know, just being disciplined and, and, you know, really detailed with the fundamentals. I think we still, you know, in, in where we're at, we, we still have to pride ourselves more in fundamentals. Yeah. You know, you see so much travel ball now and 
kids just want to go play games and yeah you really you really watching high school basketball college basketball like the the fundamental stuff is 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 tough to find yeah yeah i've traveled they pretty much play games every weekend right? yeah not always know, a lot of practice yeah i think i was you know reading something the other day about how european players are taking over and you know they they practice six times compared to one game and in the u.s yeah. here we're the exact opposite and you see that and yeah and you know it kind of gets you know when you get into the high school level you know when, you, when you're practicing and practicing and practicing you see some kids that get kind of burnt out and yeah they don't have that reward but you know that's the that's the beauty of it is that the the good ones are always never bored with the the details yeah yeah i think i only covered did you start your senior year in basketball i covered yeah. one i only covered one yeah. game for you for the standard that year and that was the double overtime game in the playoffs in up, Helena, at, up at yeah. capital yeah and i look at that box score and dang near everybody in that game went and played some kind of college sport. Yeah. Yeah, there was a lot of some, some well, athletes. There's a certain, there's this Emmer or some I can't I can't remember his name, some quarterback from Carroll. Oh, yeah. Went there yeah we don't talk about him. <laughs> uh, Four time state champion. Yeah. No, they, they had they were Even loaded. soccer players were on that team. They were loaded. They had, you know, a couple kids that went and played football at the Grizz. Uh they had a couple basketball guys. Um, you know, and, and we did as well and we had some some good battles. I think it was kinda you know, one of those things. If we had different coaches all the way through, so it was it was that kind of getting used to the program, yeah. the system, that type of stuff. That's um, tough when you're senior, especially the senior. And yeah, and we had a a big group of, of seniors, and you know, good good group, good class. Um, and then Noah Noah came in as well that year. You know, and it was kind of like we were just starting to gel um, at at the end of the year, yeah. and we were playing some of our best basketball and. You know, it was one of those things where you wish you had more time. I mean, you always, yeah. when the season's over, you wish you had more. And you guys played well in that game. They just had, was it was it Wonder? Wonder yeah, Wonderlick. Wonder yeah. yeah. That's the name of the test they take in football, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. To, for the draft. Uh, but, yeah, he scored inside. And he was way taller than everybody. Yeah, yeah, they had a big, big kid. And, you know, it was, again, one of those things. It was back and forth. And it was, it was true. Uh, Western double-A basketball back then, you know, where yeah. it was physical and possession by possession. And, you know, I think that was kind of the thing, you know, and no shot clock. So that was, you know, JT's big thing is make every possession count. And, yeah. you know, we wanted a good look. And if, if we didn't get something, you know, sometimes you're playing you're playing offense and defense for minutes at a time. Yeah. You know, it's just, just wild now. I saw a video on Reels on Facebook yesterday where – People are asking the thoughts and showed a kid standing out just dribbling, no one guarding him, you know, and yeah. just dribbling, killing the time. Like he'd never had Bergman stand, oh yeah, stand out there yeah. for. And they cut to the clock and there was like five something left and it was a <laughs> tie game. The kid just standing out and so that's that's your ball. Yeah, <laughs> I mean you like it's just it is crazy to think about, but you know all those games, especially when you got to tournament time when it was, you know, make or break, and yeah. it you, you had teams if they had any type of good ball handler you'd hold the ball for yeah three four minutes at a time yeah, you see these teams averaging 60 70 sometimes 80 points a game they're scoring yeah. that a lot yeah not averaging 80 but scoring 80 sometimes then they go to state and the scores were all in the 30s yeah. and 40s and you know that was the, what everybody always you know considered the the equalizer right you know yeah. being able to to take care of the ball but i you know i i love that we have the shot clock in um i think it's great for the game of basketball you know and it's helping 
<clears throat> helping everybody develop a little bit more. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, I love the new the new rule changes this year. Uh, be a, getting rid of one-on-one? Yeah, I, I yeah. think, you know, as an official and as a coach, I've watched a lot of games where teams were shooting bonus and double bonus with three, four yeah. minutes in the first quarter and the third yeah. quarter. You know, and it just makes things so yeah. long. So now – now you have the ability to adjust to the officiating, yeah. you know, and you can you can kind of make some changes that way. It speeds the game up too because we're not shooting free throws all the time. Yeah, no, yeah. and and you lose the you lose that pressure of the the one and one free throw, yeah. and but you know in the end I think it's a great change. Yeah, yeah, I, I like it so far. Yeah, it's uh, it's. It's a little different. It took uh, it still it still gets uh, takes a little while to get uh, into because I forget that looking at five. Mm-hmm. And then I'm looking the other day. I was doing a game here, the sophomore game, and I look up and I see five. I thought it was fouls, but it was five timeouts, oh. and they weren't t- changing that for the. Yeah. And I see yeah. that, and I'm like, no, oh, okay, no timeout. <laughs> we we got to get rid of the timeouts yeah. left thing on the scoreboard. I, yeah, I'm easily takes, confused. It takes uh, it takes everybody a little bit. I think yeah. the first game we had, I swear to God, there was. Watching the freshman game, we had nine fouls on each team in the first four minutes, and nobody shot a free throw at all yet. I'm like, what's going on here? <laughs> yeah, but, it's weird because you reset every mm-hmm, quarter. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, fourth quarter, you're not just right into the fouls. Yeah, no, you I know. think I think it's it'll be interesting to see kind of the stats at the end of the year of what's changed from year yeah. to year. But I like to see how many fewer free throws are shot. Yeah, because yeah. I, I think we're going to see a lot fewer. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Now, when you played football, you, you were senior year. You were all conf or all state, second team all state as a tack offensive tackle. Yep. Did you play linebacker too? Yeah, yeah. I played uh, played offensive tackle and then middle linebacker. Yeah, yeah. Played. Uh, I never got to cover any games because Pat Ryan, Matt Vincent, Carl Handel, they were always covering the Butte High, uh-huh. and I was always going. Bruce would send me to Dillon. Yeah. No, it was good. Uh, you know, I I think when I was a junior, we had uh, had kind of an opening there, and and they asked if I was interested in playing I said yeah you know anything to to get on the field and and help the team and you know it was kind of one of those things where I kept trying to go back over and spend more time on defense and and uh Bob Sampson was the O-line coach my junior year and he kept pulling me back over and then uh, you know I never forget I had uh I had he called me into the office after one of the practices one day and he you know kind of laid it out like well you know would you rather be on the field for all of the the reps or do you just want to sporadically get to go in you know and I'm I'm here you know junior just trying to to find my way on there and you know it was one of those those conversations it was like yeah you know I want to help the team and do what I can and you know I ended up playing both both ways a lot as a junior and then as a senior again um, being able to play you know and I I always felt and it's an unpopular opinion, but I always felt like O line was like pretty easy. You know, I'm just right. like, oh, you just want me to stay between that guy and the ball. Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there was a lot more to it. Well, than that. It was a lot more running game when Coach Schulte was there, right? Yeah, then, yeah. Like area, you throw a lot more. Yeah, we we ran a lot of uh, you know we run the ball quite a bit now, but it wasn't the same. Yeah, there was a lot more tight end, two tight ends, fullback. Yeah, we ran a lot of counter, a lot of dive, a lot of trap, yeah. things like that. And, you know, it's just kind of a, a, a different style now. But, you know, now everybody's wanting to spread you out and still run the ball. And yeah. Um, But, yeah, it was it was good. It was fun, you know. you know, you, And you, you learned a lot. At least I learned a lot being able to play 
on, on the old yeah. line and then so when you're playing linebacker it just helped you that much more yeah were you going to go to western for education anyway did you consider tech uh yeah tech uh, you know i that was one of the the harder decisions um I think just the fact that I wanted to go be a teacher and a coach. It's hard to tell Bob Green no. It was. Yeah, yeah. That was one of the, the harder phone calls um, to, to call him. And Coach Lee just came in. He was, you know, brand new at, at Western. And they were kind of getting some things rolling down there. And, you know, it really did boil down just to to going into education. And, and so I, you know, and getting out of town, even though it's not that yeah. far away. But, you know, it was yeah. fun. Far enough that I have fun, yeah. right? Yeah, my time in Dillon, I like I like I said, Dillon's a great town. Yeah, uh, you know I, you know go go back there in a heartbeat. That's one of the the places that would be great. But you know, I always I've always been a big fan of Western football, and I kind of worry about them now that they're going to have a turf and a new stadium. Yeah, because they always had the chip on their shoulder. Yeah, you know they're yeah. always like we're we're the have nots. Yeah, you know and they're in defense. They're always they always remind me a little bit of the Raiders. You know back in the day. You know because they lead they'd lead the league in penalties. Yeah. And uh, they're always play to the echo of the whistle, and always hit hard. Yeah, there's always hard hitters. And of course, you played next to probably the best linebacker and hardest hitter I've ever seen in the Frontier Conference. Yeah, in Craig Lacour. Yeah, he was he was pretty special. Yeah, uh, and, and a, you know, really great guy. And you know, it was one of those things. It was just kind of a that first recruiting class and all the guys that I that I ended up playing with down there, you know, we all came in together and, and you didn't redshirt either, did you? I didn't, no. I played played a little bit, played special teams, kind of one of those deals where, you know, looking back when you're a senior, you're like, God, I wish I had another year, but yeah. it is what it is and, you know, it, I wouldn't change it, but, you know, just the the group that I've got to play with down there and had a couple kids that that came in, transferred in, you know, after a freshman year as well, like, you know, Coach Schmidt and some of those guys from Great Falls, and he, he was one of the best offensive linemen I've ever yeah, seen. Yeah, he's probably one of the, one of the smartest yeah. people I you know that I've been around as far as sports wise, and um, and just just really good um, understanding of of the game and what's going on. And but it, it was a great group, um, and you know we did some good things down there. You know, obviously we lost a couple games that we wish we could have could have won, and yeah. you know it's kind of similar to now where the frontier just kind of. Beats up on each other, yeah. and and you know. They well, it was nice to see him get three teams this year because you well, guys, you guys would have been in playoffs a lot if they yeah. would have been three teams. Yeah, you know, even we, it was it was a struggle to even get two, yeah, two teams back then, and and you know now it's nice to see him kind of trying to expand a little bit to to show off what we have up here. Um, you know, and you see like this year, College Idaho, you know, who Western get lost on Hail Mary and then lost in the playoffs. Yeah. And then College Idaho goes down to Florida and had a couple chances to beat the eventual national yeah. champ. Um, but yeah, it's it's good to see, and it's it's good to see Western playing well and yeah, you know, doing some good things. When you guys played, yeah, uh, well, you 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 beat Carroll. Yeah, in we Carroll. Beat, we beat Carroll, yeah, twice. Yeah, uh, my sophomore year and my senior yeah. year. Carroll's toughest games were against Western Tech and Northern. Yeah. Then they go to the playoffs and beat everybody by forty. Yeah, I know it was crazy. But yeah, they they had some good good teams in, and you know, and and that was kind of the the, I guess, measuring stick, if you will, of every year you're trying to see where you're at, and and you know, Carol with Coach Van Dees, they did some great things, and you know, you knew you always had had a game when you came and played against Tech, or they came yeah. down there, and you know, it was it was a good uh, good conference then. 
Hey everyone, John Wick here. You might recognize this buttery smooth voice from the episode 81 of the Buttecast. Along with my wife, Cassie, I want to take a second and thank everyone for supporting 5518 Designs, our store at 27 North Main Street in Uptown Butte. For seven years now, we have made it our goal to celebrate who we are and what we enjoy about living in Butte and in Montana. At 5518, you'll find the latest in-house design apparel and gifts that do just that. And they're all produced locally and finished in store. We also carry a wide variety of outdoor essentials from trusted brands like Chaco, Kavu, and Dekine. I invite you to stop in the next time you're shopping, eating, or even playing in historic Uptown Butte. 5518 Designs, 27 North Main Street in Uptown Butte, and online at shop5518.com. Are you looking for a place to host a special event or a party, or just looking for a drink served by the best mixologist in town? Look no further than 51 Below Speakeasy and Casino. Take a step back in time and enjoy some of our signature cocktails such as an Old Fashioned or a Pink Mate. Stop in for happy hour Monday through Thursday from 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. and 2 p.m. to 6 p.m. Friday and Saturday for $2 cans of your favorite beer or two for five seltzers or well mixers. Or try one of our tap beers for just $5 along with weekly specialty cocktails. Located underneath the Miner's Hotel, where Butte locals receive a 20% discount on rooms, 51 Below has live music every Friday night. So stop by 51 Below Speakeasy and Casino for a good time with good friends and great drinks. And don't forget to dial 5. You want to watch your favorite football team on Sunday, but it isn't on TV? No problem. Go to Metal Sports Bar and Grill and check out all the games. In addition to a full-service bar and a menu full of terrific entrees cooked to perfection, Metals also has the Sunday ticket. Kick back with some raised fingers, the best pizza in town, and a refreshing drink as you root on your team on one of 31 big screen TVs at Metals. Don't miss a moment of your favorite team with Metals Sports Bar and Grill, where the food is the star. Metals is open at 11 a.m. every Sunday during football season. There's no story so good that a drink from Park Street Liquors won't make it better. From the finest whiskeys and regional spirits to the latest RTDs and select wines, Park Street Liquors has all the ingredients to make your parties and stories legendary. Park Street Liquors can also assist with your corporate event or wedding by helping create and plan your wine and spirits menus. You name it and Park Street Liquors has it. Stop by and see Tom and the crew at 133 West Park Street or call 406-782-6278. Make your stories legendary what was it like playing for tommy he was pretty laid back wasn't he yeah you know tommy had had his moments of when he you knew when he was upset i guess yeah. um but yeah another just uh you know offensive genius yeah. of, they, they do see stuff in the nfl that tommy started yeah you know stuff that stuff that we were doing now you know he was he was doing you know back then and 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 again you had to get the right guys to to fit the mold and and uh but yeah he, he was able to to do some really special things and just a great guy you know he he's down to earth and you know not many people that yet know have a chance to to live in hawaii and he loves to just yeah you know live in dillon montana still yeah. so <laughs> yeah. you know it's just just a, a good dude yeah i think i'd spend a lot more time in hawaii than in, in dillon yeah. Dylan, yeah, Dylan's nice. Yeah, you know, Dylan's nice in the summer. Yeah, it was all you know. It was funny though, it, just some of the the culture stuff, and you know, he he loved you know being around Dylan and doing all the things of you know fishing and hunting and yeah. those type of things with some of the assistant coaches. But yeah, it was, it was just just a good guy. 
and I was able to, when I got done playing, I was able to help coach, um, you know, for, for a semester and a half, I guess, down there. Yeah. And which was really good to, to be on that side of it too. Yeah. And learn a lot from that. And, and as, you know, as, as laid back as Tommy could be, I imagine Rich Ferris is never laid back. Yeah. No, he, he, <laughs> he seems pretty intense. He, he was, yeah, he was pretty intense. And, you yeah. know, he's another guy that, you know, I learned a lot from and, he did a great job of helping me as as I kind of got into coaching and gave me more responsibilities. And then, you know, we had uh, Coach Heisel would always come down for some spring ball and oh, really? and stuff like that. So it was great to to sit in on some of those meetings and kind of pick his brain a little bit as well. And you yeah. know, it just just some really good guys. And when you start kind of looking at the coaching tree that some of those guys have been a part of, you you really you're like, oh wow. Yeah. It's amazing, really. Yeah. <laughs> you look at it. Yeah. But w when you played, that was probably my f favorite years to cover the Frontier Conference. I mean, it's really good now. I mean, it, they're they're playing great football, and it's 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 changed a little bit, you know. But those years when I mean that Tech Western rivalry was so much fun. I mean, it's great. I I still think that's a better rivalry than the Tech Carroll rivalry, the Western Carroll rivalry. Yeah. I think Tech Western is as good as rivalry as there is. Yeah. No, I think I think especially you know when both teams are. Are playing well. It's it it is. It's and it's great fan bases. You know, Dylan supports their their yeah. teams. You know, high school and college. And you know, obviously, we know the support that Butte gets for yeah. for all their sports teams. And you know, it really is. And and to see, you know, kind of both both of them kind of really growing and expanding. You know, Tech's done some great things facility yeah. wise, and Western's kind of starting to do the same stuff. You know, it's not really the same type of. Uh, boosters that that we're looking at but yeah but yeah, we, there's there's not a lot of teachers that can give 31 million dollars yeah. one gift to a school yeah, like that yeah, tech hat. so but that's kind of like you said earlier that's kind of the chip on the shoulder yeah. that, that yeah. western has and and you know there it's just a it is it's, it's a great town and it's a great you know university yeah. and you know they did a lot for me so it's great yeah. to see then you got the coaches you know well bj uh, bj He's one of my favorite coaches of yeah. all the time. Oh, for you know, sure. BJ's great. And then Coach Norris is the same way, but they kind of recruit the guys that feed off that chip on the shoulder mentality yeah. too. Yeah, definitely. No, they uh you know, BJ when he was down there, it was you know, the energy I guess around the program was kind of brought back and you could see the pride and stuff that, that was happening and and it, you know, he kinda got it going again down there and 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 then everybody, you know, even with Coach Norris now, it's it's the same type of thing that that toughness, that yeah. that chip on your shoulder, and you know they're 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 playing that underdog card a lot, yeah. which is great and hard hitters still. Yeah, yeah, they you know you you know you're going to be in for a fight when you play yeah. play Western. You know there's going to be five receivers who are quick, small, and can get the ball, <laughs> and you're going to get hit hard. Yeah, when you play yeah. Western. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, have you ever seen a harder hit than the one that Lacour when he hit uh, Alan Linder? <laughs> No, you remember I, that? I would say that's up there on the list. Yeah, because they were trying that. They were pitching the ball, trying yeah. to stand for band play. And it and was poor uh, guy. And he was three hundred and five pounds oh, on the roster. Yeah, and it just lined up perfect, and it just so happened to be right on the western sideline. Yeah, and it was. Yeah, you couldn't uh, you couldn't script anything better than that if you're I, ending a game. I've never felt more sorry for a football player <laughs> in my life. I know because he was, Alan was such a good kid. Yeah, you know, and he just caught picked up the ball, went to run him. Boom! Yeah. Craig hit him. Yeah. Ended the game. You know, it was... you know, Craig's one of those guys that he had. You know, he he he's a D one talent, I guess, if you will. Yeah. But you know, he he just brings it every day. Yeah. You know, and and it wasn't just one of those kind of throwback type of players where 
you know, he might not understand schematically everything that it, it was yeah. supposed to happen. See but ball, get ball, right? The ball's there. I'm going to go hit it. And, <laughs> and it was. And, like, man, he could fly, I think. Yeah. You know, there was a couple of times when you're like, Jesus, where did he come from? Yeah, he was you know? fast. That's why I said if he didn't make the tackle, he would have if the guy missed, the yeah. teammate missed. Oh, yeah, he was right sure. there behind him. Yeah, he's – and, you know, he was – he was a like I said, just a, a a good guy to be in the in the room and laid back and you know like we we had a lot of guys back then that it was just really uh, really cool to be around. Yeah, we always we always laughed at the stats that he had because they seemed so unbelievable. We used to joke that Wally's counting twice for every yeah. tackle, you know, because oh they couldn't even run this many plays, but he would have so many tackles. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I was looking at one stat where it said you were number two on the team with 79 tackles, and he had 143. Yeah. And it was season was still going on. Yeah. 143 he, tackles is a lot of tackles. Yeah, it's pretty. <laughs> it was pretty wild. But like you said, he's he was everywhere. Yeah. Um, you know, and and one of those guys that's just you know loved to play football. It didn't matter if it was yeah. you know pickup game backyard, but he's coming to yeah. get you. He kind of reminded me. There were different positions, but talent level of of headache. Travis Headache. Yeah. Was a guy who like, what are you doing here? Yeah. You know, there's a higher level same, somewhere for you, right? Same type of uh impact on the game. Yeah. yeah. I remember going up and watching and you know, you watching some of those tech games when I was in in high school and and, and watching Travis just physically just dominate people yeah. and you you just yeah, same thing like how is he at Montana yeah, Tech? He'd run over two linemen and, and tackle the running back as he was getting <laughs> yeah. the ball handed to him yeah. by the quarterback. It'd yeah. be that fast. Yeah, I think uh, there's a picture somewhere of he's got the wrist <laughs> taped, thumb taped, yeah. and he'd sack the quarterback, but both linemen are on top of him too, and he's just like giving the thumbs up. I'm yeah. like, oh, my God. Yeah, he was a beast. And when he played in the Pig Bowl, I was worried for people's lives. <laughs> yeah. With him and Manzani running around trying to kill everybody. Everyone yeah. else out there smiling, having yeah. fun. Well, he, would, you know, he was up here coaching with us for a while, and it was kind of the same thing. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, Travis, that was that was great. Um, these guys aren't quite as strong as you were, you know. And he'd be showing the moves. I'm like, all right, calm down a little bit. Yeah. So, what do you like better, coaching basketball or football? I think both. Yeah. Both are great. You know, it just they, they both have their their own good things, and they both have their own challenges. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's kind of nice. You come off the football season, and then yeah. You know, you go into basketball. You know, basketball is always sunny in 75, so you don't have yeah. to worry about any of that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, both are good. You know, and any time, you know, you're around you're around the kids, and, you know, that's kind of the, the big thing is you, know, you get the relationships with those guys. And, yeah. You know, and, and hopefully you're you're impacting them in a positive way and, and helping them develop and be, be as good as they can be. I think the, the three toughest jobs in Butte are head football coach at Butte High, Offensive coordinator Butte High and defensive coordinator Butte High <laughs> because everybody's an expert. Yeah, that well, knows knows exactly what you're doing wrong. Yeah, well, for sure. You know, yeah. there's 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 never a bad play call out of the stands. There's never <laughs> a bad officiating call out of the stands. But you know, it's it's a it just comes with those challenges. And you know, like you said, you always have to remember that you're you're doing the best that you can for them. Yeah. Um. And you know, it's it's great. You know, everybody gets to watch Sunday football and Saturday football yeah. and listen to the analysts and all week of what should they do, what shouldn't they do. And, yeah. you know, but, but you got to understand, you know, we're at practice every day and, you know, we're, we're trying to make decisions that are best for the program, you know, yeah. and, 
even though those play calls on Sunday look really good, we don't have necessarily the same type of personnel <laughs> to execute some of those things. Yeah, you're not recruiting uh, players. You're you're making the best with what you have. Some yeah, there's you know you know when Colt came back and helped us out there in in 2019, you know he he'd come in with you know all this information and and he would have some great stuff. Yeah. You know, and you're you're kind of looking at the stuff he's, we're chalking up, and you know, scouting That's up good. on it, and yeah. and you're like, yeah, that that would work, but I don't think that that guy can can do that. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. we did this against uh, yeah some receiver in the NFL. I'm like, yeah, yeah. he didn't have Troy Palomalo yeah, playing like, safety. I'm not right? sure we can do that, but but it was awesome to learn and, and again and you know yeah. kind of pick his brain on on some of the stuff they do. Yeah. My favorite thing about the year he was on the sidelines is he could say anything to the officials yeah if you said the same exact thing to official you were getting a flag yeah. but nobody was going to say no. every official was just happy to have colt anderson talk to him yeah he, <laughs> we had to we had to to chat with him a couple of times because he's yelling oh some about you know like oh no that's an nfl rule this, this is <laughs> high school you can't do that <laughs> yeah yeah and when, when you're defensive coordinator now in in class double a any really any high school the game is so much different than from when the people who are in the crowd criticize and you know, because, like you say, you were, you you were running, probably had two tight ends and a fullback a lot of times when you guys were playing. Yeah, yeah. And now it's such a so spread out, and you got some great athletes. Look at some of these guys that play for the Grizzlies. You were charged with stop, like Junior. You're yeah. trying to stop yeah. Junior Bergman. Yeah, and, and uh, you can't just stop him that easy. You know, you can't just drop a play to stop a guy like that. No, always. and I think I think uh, you know the coaching. Especially in Double A, that you know that I see is, is really good throughout. You know, there's yeah. there's teams that are they're doing a great job of scheming up uh, against what you do, and you know the biggest thing I think as as coordinators with both offense and defense in high school is you got to really find find what your strengths are. You know, yeah. and obviously design some scheme to to help with that and and to cover up some of your weaknesses. Yeah. You know, and and that's a it's a different thing every year. You know, it's you're, you're getting a different team every year and. You know, so that's that's the hard part. You know, a lot of you know, everybody that's in the stands has something that they they want to run or what they yeah. want to do, and you know, in the end, it, it all comes down to to being able to tackle well and yeah. and being able to get your kids in position to to make plays. Um, and sometimes it's easier said than done. Sometimes you can call up the perfect play, and it's yeah. Junior Bergen against somebody else, and you know, it's it's not a real good matchup, and you yeah. hope you can win those ones, but. You know, in the end, it's, it's just trying to help kids be in the be- best position they can. Yeah. And in 2019, I don't think I heard a lot of people criticize you when you had, you know, it's Marino out yeah. there and Scout yeah. Allen in the back. It's well, just so many great athletes. There's, there's a lot of a lot of times that good athletes can make up for bad coaching. Yeah. You know? So, <laughs> uh, you know, it makes, makes it easier when you when you have guys. And, and every year or two, if you have some kids that have experience and come back, you can add a little bit more. And yeah. sometimes you got to make it even more simpler and – you know, just just different things like that. And every year, you kind of got to find that balance. And you know, a lot of times you're you're taking some risks to to yeah. try to you know get the ball out of their hands and and do some things like that. But you know, it's it's just one of those things. Yeah. Speak, speaking of risks, in 2012, we play. I think it was the second game of the season where at Skyview we couldn't stop them at all. Yeah. I mean, they it was a game where record-setting offenses from both sides. You know. Yeah. We uh, lost in a. I can't remember what the score was, but it was a shootout, and there was so many yards of offense from each side. They come to town for the playoffs, and you put 
the, one of the smallest defensive guys at nose tackle, and you played the 52 pretty much, right? Yeah, yeah. We uh, put Bo Taylor at, it's at nose tackle. Yeah, we like to – every double-A coach in the state, I think, uh, said a couple – Good prayers and a couple thank yous when Ron Lebsock decided to retire. <laughs> that was a tough – I mean, it was tough to keep stats for because you don't know who has the ball yeah. as a stat keeper. And there's it's it's like a, it's like trying to – a magician out there running it yeah, sometimes. And, and it's just, you know, one of those things where they were still running it and everybody else had transitioned into yeah. some other scheme. So it's it's not anything that you can rep- replicate it during the week of a scout yeah. or no matter how much you talked about it or did and – that was one of the things that we thought as a staff that would help to change is is to get a quick wrestler type kid to be able to play the nose and and try to shoot shoot gap and we we had some good tendencies and some different things that we that we scouted up and one of those things that just you know it was a surprise to them and yeah you know watching that poor center try to block him all oh, that, night was that might be my favorite thing ever i was I remember standing in the end zone a lot watching that that kid i don't know if he ever touched ball yeah and just the chaos that he was able and he was to, a monster yeah and and you know obviously the the second time we see it was a little bit better um you know when you talk about like defensively you talk about run fits and stuff like that yeah against that type of offense if you if you miss one you know it's tough to to get down, and that's was kind of the the what happened in the the first game, and then that second game, obviously a couple of personnel changes. And was it the fifty two that you're in? Yeah, it was. A, you didn't play the fifty two. You're no. We, I, mean, we, I played fifty two, and I remember playing in junior high, and Hoagie's putting in the fifty two over at Central. Yeah, and I'm like, this seems so 1940s, 1950s. <laughs> yeah, but no, you guys played. I we, think Coach Mack played a little bit. Yeah, too. when when I was in high school, we played more of a four three. Um, style and yeah. and and that western same type of thing and um but no it was something that that we had talked about as a staff and you know and we we felt like you know offensively we were going to be able to score and it was just about being able to get some stops um and especially early in the game so we thought that that would give us an advantage to be able to yeah. get some stops early and get a lead um to where they would have to kind of try and throw the ball a little bit yeah did you did you get outside help for that or were you all, did you design that? You just coach, you had coaches. Yeah, we that? we just we just did it. Because um, I always wondered if Coach Mack had called up or something. Because I saw him at Bruce's Quick Loop like that week, oh. and I, and he says fifty two stops the wing tee. Yeah, and, no. and that, so I was always wondering. No, we didn't. We had some guys guys on staff that had done some stuff against wing tee, and you know yeah. it was it was more of uh, just being disciplined enough and doing our job. I think, and and the kids, you know. Knowing that we we're in the playoffs, and we had grown so much already from the early parts of that season, yeah. you know, to the ends, and and I think it was just kind of doing our job and and doing what we can. Um, but you know, us as coaches, we're always researching and doing things yeah. and finding things and notebooks of this, and notebooks of that. And yeah. So it's just about finding what works for each each team. Yeah, the old fifty-two. I couldn't believe you <laughs> yeah. saw it, though. Yeah, no, it was it was good. Uh, it was it was again. One of those things that kind of helped propel us, and yeah. you know, we tried to run a little bit of the similar stuff the next week, just because of the conditions, and and it wasn't yeah. as wasn't well, as successful. But that, uh, yeah, the wasn't always a turf at Naranchi. That that field, no. that field was yeah, that was that, not a great field. That was a, a wild wild football game. Yeah. But you know, you get playing in those those November games, what you want, you just never know what you're gonna yeah. have. So. so was it the next week? Was that the CMR game? Yeah. 
That, that the Saturday game. Yeah, the Saturday game. I still have people in Great Falls mad at me when Ari called me up said you got to write something up fire our fans because they they're just trying to kill our crowd. You yeah. Because I think our Special Olympics team went to Great Falls yep. that day. Yep. The, the Great Falls couldn't come here. Yeah, we were. Uh, yeah. Well, I had to send send the team because I was I was doing Special Olympics yeah. back then. But yeah, they they went to Great Falls Thursday <laughs> and then came back for the game Saturday. Yeah. Yeah, that was uh, that was a cold game. I remember being going around taking pictures, or I can't remember what, exactly what I was covering. You know, I think PR was writing about it. I think Blake was taking some pictures too for us. But if you stood on the sideline on the north end zone, it was 20 degrees warmer than the Butte High sideline because yeah. <laughs> you guys were all in the shade yeah. and all and standing on ice. Yeah, no, it was uh, just the the whole thing. You know, having the the dump trucks come in and get the snow off, and yeah, you know, and then no, there was so much snow, and then freezing, and it, yeah, it was it was a crazy crazy game. Yeah, and then that tackle uh, was Billy Robinson, right? Yeah, Billy Robinson. He got him right at the yeah. one yard line, yeah. and I remember I I was standing looking right down, and I was just looking at the referee's arms, yeah. and, they, and they didn't twitch or anything. You I know, yeah, and you, you brought up uh, uh, Faulkner earlier, you know, and he's kind of one of those things. He goes, yeah, the ref. He goes, I knew it wasn't good because I watched the ref do exactly what he was supposed to as mechanic, yeah. get to the goal line, and then he stepped back and, and walked it off. But yeah. it worked out good for us. That's the loudest I've ever heard in Ranchi, even though it wasn't even close to the biggest crowd. Yeah. When yeah, that, was, when people realized that he was short, yeah, that place got was, so loud. It was pretty pretty special. It was a, a yeah. fun few weeks there. Hey, Butte America, Jeremiah Shields here at Lescovar Honda. We got some winter specials designed to keep your vehicle clean and looking sharp. If you're in need of a new windshield, let us take care of you and we will take $60 off of your next full detail. Short on funds? No worries. We've got flexible financing terms for just about everybody. Also, we are offering free windshield chip repair and headlight restoration with the purchase of a full detail. Remember, we offer pickup and delivery service as well at no cost. Because here at Lescavar Honda, we got you. Shop where the champions shop. Dig City Supply is now the official online retailer of Montana Tech Athletics, and you're home to everything or diggers. But that's just where we start. We've got Uptown's largest selection of Butte High and Butte Central apparel, as well as all the area elementary schools. And while you're in, be sure to check out our special line of gear that we call the Butte Icon Collection. We've partnered with some cherished Butte businesses and organizations to create some fun, nostalgic designs, celebrating all the awesomeness that we have right here in town. Wear your pride from Dig City Supply, the official online retailer of Montana Tech Athletics. Uptown Butte at 43 West Park Street and online at digcitysupply.com. Lockmer Plumbing is more than Butte's complete union plumbing shop. Whether it is sponsoring Little League Baseball, High School Athletics, Montana Tech, Youth Racing, 4-H, Mining City Christmas, Action Inc.'s Homeless Solution Program, Head Start, or Big Brothers, Big Sisters of Butte, Lockmer Plumbing is always looking out for the people of the mining city. Owned and operated by Troy and Amy Lockmer since 2002, Lockmer Plumbing can handle all your residential, commercial, and industrial plumbing needs as well as making repairs and installations on all plumbing and boiler systems. In the heart of Uptown Butte, Lockmer Plumbing can also assist on new construction and planning for your new home or development. Call 406-782-2224 or visit LockmerPlumbing.com today. Lockmer Plumbing has your pipes covered and so much more. Oh look, there's another one. 
Your favorite tavern, neighborhood gas station, and video stores have all been turned into the same thing, a casino. At Crazy Carol's, we've been doing things the right way for more than three decades. So let me introduce myself. I'm Deb Dinius, the manager of Crazy Carol's Casino Mill Bar, where you'll always find fun in motion and service that sets us apart. Take a trip off the beaten path. Come on over to the hood. We're located on the corner of Walnut and Hayes, where you'll find the big red barn just off the shores of beautiful Lake Berkeley. And don't forget, Bucko the Horse is available for photos. At Crazy Carol's Casino and Mill Bar, we're still so grievous after all these years. Thank you, Butte. Everybody knows the place to go. Crazy Carol's Casino and Mill Bar. You already know about the Knights of Columbus Athletic Club, which is the best workout bargain in town. But did you know the KC also is home to JoyFit 406? JoyFit 406 is Butte's only boutique fitness studio offering indoor cycling as well as a rich variety of other fitness classes from dance fitness and bar to Pilates, strength and conditioning, and flow. Regardless of your fitness level, JoyFit 406 fosters a spirit of inclusion and community. At JoyFit 406, they believe in more than just fitness. They believe in building connections and friendship that last a lifetime. Join their vibrant community today where health, happiness, and camaraderie come together in perfect harmony. Your journey to a stronger, more joyful you starts at JoyFit 406. To book a class or to get more information, visit JoyFit406.com, like JoyFit406 on social media, and download the JoyFit406 app. Also, don't forget to book the renovated Knights of Columbus Hall for your party or reception today. The Knights of Columbus is a proud sponsor of the Buttecast. This message is brought to you by Anode Designs here in Anaconda. Hi, this is Blake, sports broadcasting legend and Golden Tee Golf semi-professional. During my time as a world-renowned sports broadcaster, covering all 12,348 Montana schools over my 21 years on the job, I've seen and heard it all. But nothing compares to the ButteCast. Don't take it from me. Take it from a formerly employed disc jockey turned shrewd corporate shill. Tell you all about it. Hi, Paul Panisco here. Over my time in broadcasting, Blake is easily in the top 120 broadcasters I've ever heard call a high school volleyball match before. And forget about being the best voice ever in Anaconda High School streaming service history. He's also his family's all-you-can-eat buffet eating champion. (laughs) Ha ha! Embellishment is the word of the day, kids. And there's nobody who embellishes facts and figures quite like our boy Billy here on the ButteCast. Mr. Foley is doing a fine job letting all of us outsiders learn about the trials and tribulations of the second or third greatest city here in Montana, our baby brother Butte. And because he's doing such a fine job, let us tell you of another who does fine work in your fair city, John and company at 5518 and Big City in Uptown Butte. They can customize any wearable garments you can imagine, except the thongs and unmentionables Billy wears. That's all us here at Anode Designs. If your company is needing embroidery in a jiffy, call on us here at Anode Designs. We know you can't get it in a week anywhere else, but we can. And all jokes aside, cue your Bears and Red Sox takes. That's no embellishment. Well, so what were you feeling uh, at the end of that game in the championship game? You, you're st- you got Will Disley on their team. And yeah. you guys contained them. You stopped them yeah. until the last two drives. They, yeah. they, they drive and all of a sudden it's like, it's like Bozeman says, hey, we got Will Dizzy on our team. Yeah. What do we do? And they threw to him a ton. Yeah, I think it was – I don't think we had – I don't think he had a catch until the last four minutes of the yeah. game, and I think he ended with nine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it was one of those things that just kind of started snowballing. Yeah. We had him. We are like, all right, 
we're going to jam him at the line of scrimmage. We're going to have help over the top. And he yeah. was still just shucking us, getting open. And, yeah. you know, it was – but I know I kept thinking to myself. And then now you look back and you're like, we, we intercepted the ball twice on fourth down. Yeah. You know, and you're like, oh, the game, game could have been over. We could have been up there. And here we are having to fight. But, you know, stories aren't made like that, right? Yeah. That was my, I remember my, my heart just dropped into my stomach when Disley caught that two point conversion. Mm-hmm. You know, when they went for the two and they got it. And I think it was 22.9 seconds left. Yeah. And, you know, you've just been on, I, I remember watching the Super Bowl highlights of uh, when Joe Montana hits, was it Taylor? John Taylor for the touchdown mm-hmm. to beat the Bengals in, in after the 88 season. And Sam Weiss was looking at the clock and he's wired up saying, 35 seconds. We came within 35 seconds. You know, he, I mean, yeah. he conceded defeat with 35 seconds. But Aries like, kick return, let's go. Yeah. Like, it was just no big deal. How, how did you feel? Were you? I wasn't, I wasn't quite as uh, optimistic as Aries, I don't think, <laughs> but I was still going, man, what just happened? Um, yeah. But I knew we had some. We had some guys, you know, and our, our quarterback was the type of kid that just did what he needed to do to win games. Yeah. And, you know, the kick return, those guys, we had a, a huge kick return. Um, yeah, Dom had a nice about, yeah. to, about to the 45 yeah. or something, wasn't it? And then, uh, and then, you know, once you get down there, it's like, yeah, that's what, that's what we got to go with. Go go kick the field goal. And, yeah. and you know, it was just, like I said, everything worked out. And I was confident at that point by the time I got past the 50. I was confident that they'd win on the Hail Mary. Yeah. When Aries sent the kick in, to kick a team in, what in the hell are you doing? <laughs> you I know, think everybody did. Yeah, <laughs> and to be honest, I think the the distance is probably what helped. You know, just yeah. just being able and and the timing of everything. Yeah, where, twenty yard field goal might you yeah you might have you know, shanked and, it. and where you didn't have to think about it, we had to run out there, we had to get it and yeah. and uh, and kick it. But yeah, it was yeah one of those special times. Um, yeah, and again that. That team was just one of those that's they were they were so close um, as a as a group, you know, and they they would do whatever for each other, which is yeah. huge. Yeah, that was uh, just a great team that just. I mean, a lot of people. I always used to joke that they had a horseshoe shoved up their butt <laughs> to you know because they had some breaks, you know. Yeah, but yeah. they made their breaks. Yeah, they were good. You know, good teams yeah, make did. their breaks. You know, you know, it, it was a group that that worked from you know. Every year they kind of got better and better, and then you know they all kind of decided that hey, this is going to be our senior year. You know we we need to put in even more effort, and they had a great off season, and yeah. and you know and like I said, they they were just really really close um, and bonded and would do anything for each other. Was that the team that did they go winless as freshmen? Yes, as seniors. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, of course, Dallas. Cook was not a yeah, freshman yes. with them. No, <laughs> changed season. No, yeah, we had they had a, they had some help yeah. obviously from the, from some younger kids, but you know that's kind of kind of what you need. And I think every team that wins it, it can say that they they've had some breaks over the year. Yeah. And, there's just, just so many good stories. I mean, Alan Dale was going to write a book on him. Everything used to write yeah, the standard. Yeah. But there's a lot of great storylines. You had Bunny, you yeah. know, overcoming oh, yeah. leukemia. Just lots of great stories. Dallas was a great story. You had the. Was was the running back Eisen? Is it Eisen? Eisen Barth. He he reports a concussion. Mm-hmm. Has to sit out the championship yeah, game. There's yeah. just so many, just so many great stories from yeah. that team. Yeah, and I think I think you know, every year you kind of because you're always just getting prepared. You know, what do we have this week? What what do we need to do to win? And so you you kind of reflect back on it, and then you you realize, man, yeah, there was a lot of. A lot of good stories, a lot of good things that happened, a lot of breaks that went our way, 
um, you know, and and it is just a good story. Yeah, that was that was a fun. It was just a magical run, you know. And in 2019, we're in the, you guys in the championship game again. It was uh, also a great story. Just such a different story. Though. Yeah. You know that team was. I mean, of course, there's nobody more special than the planet than than Tommy. Yeah. No, it it was a, a like you said a totally different different feel about it. Um, and you know, and again, they they had some good stories as well. And you know, you don't you don't meet any better leaders than Tommy, and you don't meet any better kids. Um, and you know, in the rest of that program, like I said, that you know, when you got a lot of good athletes, you make up for a lot of bad coaching. Yeah. So. Speaking of bad coaching, is Eric back in? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, why we had, that's why we had to mention that. Yeah, bad coach. He, he, you know, I've I've said it a lot that I think he's one of the best hires Butte High's made over the last fifty years, even if he didn't coach, because he just like you say cares about players. Yeah, like he cares about students. He, yeah. I bet he knows every student's name in the school. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't know if you guys do. I don't know. He is Coach uh, Johnson probably does. <laughs> No, he, he he's, recru- is. he's recruiting them all to wrestle. So he is. He's you know one of those guys that he, he's here you know every morning all year long. Um, you know the amount of time that that he puts in to to help Butte High and to help you know all the programs is second to none. Yeah. Um, and you know just like I said, I think I think you know even since he started here and and you know I was on the the staff with him that first year. Was that your first year too? It was my uh, yeah first year up here. I was. Up at up at Tech helping yeah. out and and then he got the job and um, joined joined him down here. But I think just like I said, the, the relationships that he's you know developed and you know every year you know kids are you know there's a reason why you know he's going to the the excellence banquet every year and yeah. you know there's a ton of kids that, that are in his class and in part of his programs that that he has great relationships with and you know that's one of the big things that I've you know learned from him. It's it's you know he's always win the day win the day win the day or one percent better yeah. you know and sometimes we overlook that and we're always about the result you know and he's he's always been a process guy you know yeah. enjoy the process and you know I think that's something that that everybody can kind of take to heart you know when you're in high school it's you know enjoy it enjoy everything about it um, you know and when you're when you're a part of a team you know enjoy the practices enjoy the stuff that that's hard. Yeah, you know, enjoy those things, um, and that's you know something that he does every day. Yeah, the kids seem to to like him. Yeah, oh for sure. You, you're uh, was it? Someone was telling me that the freshmen don't like you, but by the time they're juniors, they like you, well, they, <laughs> and by the time they're seniors, they love you. Uh, must but be, when you're freshmen, they don't like you. Must be a scary guy. <laughs> no, I I don't I don't know. And I'm seeing that unfold with my sophomore here. Yeah. You know, um, at first he didn't like you, now you're one of his favorite yeah, people. We're having a good time in class. Uh yeah. But yeah, it's you know, I think it's with anything you kinda kinda judge at first and, and then you kinda get to know people and you know, that's one thing that I've tried to do with, with anybody that I'm involved with is is see them more for who they are, you know, and not necessarily, you know, how are they going to help my football team or how are yeah. they going to help my basketball team and, you know, what can I do for them to to help them get the most out of high school. Yeah. You know, it's it's kind of a a tough time anyway, you know, with, with you know, school and all these demands that everybody yeah. has on them. And, you know, it's kind of like what, what can we do to make this the best part of their day, Yeah, you know, and – 
at, even though you're judged by everybody in the community by your wins and losses, yeah. your job is not to win games when you're coaching high school, right? No, definitely not. Yeah. You know, I think, I think you know, it's it's kind of the, the always the line, but like you know, if you're if you did a successful job, by what kind of people that they turn out to be, you know, and yeah. the the lessons that you learn in football and the lessons that you learn in any sport, really in high school you know, we're going to carry you a lot further than any of the wins and losses. Yeah. And every year, you know, we do these, you know, reviews for the team and they've never, they've never mentioned like, Oh, my favorite part was we were, you know, undefeated or we were yeah. this or we were that. It's always, uh, you know, hanging out on the bus rides or, you know, the friendships they made, those type yeah. of things. And that's way more important um, than anything else. Yeah. Now, are you the best athlete in your family, or does your wife have? Always, piece? always. No, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure she is. Yeah, yeah. I, I was never because she was. Did you guys graduate together, Chrissy? Uh no. She was younger than than I was. Um, she she was held back three or four years, I think. But uh, <laughs> no, she. Yeah, I was never, never. I would never say I was a, a great athlete. I just always, yeah, tried to understand the game and and help me out that way. Um, Being the coach's son, probably. Definitely. Probably helped you because De- coaches' kids are always more coachable and yeah, definitely. Like I, I was always curious as to why things happened. I watched a ton of watched a ton of sports, you know, in person on TV. Yeah, you know, and I always kind of studied it more than anything, I guess. And yeah, but yeah, that's probably, probably the the coach in me. But yeah, because you weren't nearly as fast as Lacour, but you had no. a lot of tackles when yeah. you played the Western. Yeah, I had to tell him where to line up. No, <laughs> <laughs> do you talk to him much anymore? Uh, every once in a while, I see him. Uh, we had a little reunion last year down at Western, and you know everybody was kind of there. It was kind of not kind of nice, but definitely not as much as I should. Um, that's one of the things that I wish, yeah, wish and and hope to do is to kind of reconnect with a bunch of those guys. And but yeah, yeah, find yourself busy and busy, and got a couple young ones and. Chasing yeah. them around and yeah, yeah. Were Donnie and Flint the ball boys for Western back when you always, were there? Yeah, yeah, always <laughs> the oldest ball boys in the world. <laughs> Best seats in the house. Yeah, I loved going to Dillon for. I was there for a lot of college games, but mostly high school games. And I think Ted Stanisich was right there, fifteen yard line. He stood. That was his seat. Yeah, Ted. Saw was, him last night at the game. Yeah, he used to come in, coach the JVs when I was coaching the boys sophomores. Yeah. How are you guys this year, Ted? Oh, we're not very good. Not very good. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, all right then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's always downplaying. Yeah. So good. He was he was uh, a lot of the brains behind that zone defense yes. down there. Yeah, they, you know, they they have some good minds down there, and, and the kids, you know, buy into what they do, and that's yeah. good. So we've got a big game Friday, yeah. kind of. Is that a big game? John Thatcher used to tell me that they don't even game plan for it. And then they held Matt Ritter scoreless. Like <laughs> you didn't game plan, but you held yeah. one of the best players yeah. in the state scoreless. Yeah. So it, it, that's a game everybody's watching. Of course, it doesn't mean anything as far as standings go. But is is that is that a fun game for you to coach in? Yeah, I, I think it's fun for the city. Uh, you know, it, from a coaching standpoint, yeah. I mean, what you really get out of it is the the atmosphere. You know, the big game feel. Yeah. Um, you know those type of things. Uh, obviously, you know win or, win or lose is you know you always you always want to try to win. Um, but in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, but I think it's great for the kids to play in that environment, and it's yeah. obviously an, another good good thing for the city. You know to get involved in whenever you know we can get 
get people to pack into the Civic Center and watch the game is awesome. I'm glad it's early again this year. Yeah. I like it in December. Yeah, it's uh it's a nice time. You know, everybody's home for the break and they can make it and and you know, like I said, just the more people get out and and be around and you know, obviously Butte Butte people are going to yeah. go support and and have a good time and you know, it's just one of those things both programs it doesn't really mean a lot to but in the grand scheme of things it's nice to to have that type of big game feel where yeah. your kids can get go through it well you talk about what they remember they don't always remember wins and losses i remember i bet a lot of them are going to remember playing in front of a, a pack yeah game. yeah for sure and you know that's a that's a big deal and you know the more like you know with with the girls the more of those type of games we can get in you know the better you know yeah. ex- expectations are a good thing and when you when you have a lot of people there to watch it's kind of that big feel and and kind of see how you perform yeah and there's Bozeman refs so you can yell like hell at them all you want <laughs> no one's gonna be yeah that's good no it's <laughs> that was one of the big things I think that was was great is when they they brought in some officials just because as an official it's a lose-lose situation it's, yeah it is it's lose-lose so it, it was nice to come in and and be able to do that and and uh you know and just just go play you know yeah. go have fun did you ever ref that game I had not the varsity game no yeah. No. I wouldn't. I don't even want the JV. You know, yeah. when I, everyone they're looking for referees to fill out the the JV games and the freshman game, I'm like, not a chance. Yeah, no, not a chance. It is one of those things, and you know, people get people get overexcited over a high school basketball game, but that's kind of the nature of the beast, I guess. Yeah, and you've seen so many great performances. You've seen kids like there seems like there's a surprise performance every year. Yeah. When last year you had well, Graham, I wasn't expecting that what she scored like eighteen or yeah, something like that last yeah, year. Yeah. As an eighth grader mm-hmm. in the in front of the five thousand yeah. people at the Civic Center yeah. and eighth graders scoring yeah, eighteen points. It's nice when you when you're don't know, you know, you're just yeah. coming in and, and go. But yeah, it's great. You know, and there is there's always and it's always a you know, a, a good game. Um for the most part everybody's amped up ready to go and and you're going to get everybody's best effort and and it's one of those things that's just you know I try to talk to the kids it's just another another chance for us to to go and and play and and learn from the good and learn yeah. from the bad and you, your program's looking like it's in pretty good shape uh I just saw you what you won freshman one big the other day yeah you yeah, it looks got, like you're pretty the numbers are good yeah we we had pretty good numbers i mean i would you always would like to see more yeah kids come out and you know and I'm not sure what the the solution is there it seems like that's all across the state everybody's a little bit low and in numbers volleyball's high basketball's down yeah yeah you know and I I don't know I they're you know they're playing travel ball at such a young age now I don't know if kids are burnt out or or what the deal is but yeah to get get into high school and you know it's tough when you're trying to find teams and find enough kids and um but you know it's the same way you know I talk about we just gotta it is what it is and the, the kids that are out there we gotta coach them hard and and hopefully to to develop them to be the best they can be and uh, I think one of the best moves that we had for your program was made by Matt Steppen yeah yeah Iron Jeff Graham <laughs> I, I tell him every time I see him thank you yeah thank you and you got assistant coach out of the deal yeah too, right? no and 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 you know the Grahams are great people and you know, I you can't pass up an opportunity. Somebody like in Megan's, you know, situation where she was successful in, in high school and she was a great player in college. And was she there when you were there? Yeah, yeah. And she's been a part of some some great 
teams up in belt and you know on both the boys and the girls side and, yeah and you know just a good basketball mind you know the head coach is just one person you're, you're trying to surround yourself with a quality staff and you know yeah. they can bounce ideas off of and yeah about a year ago i was down in dillon and uh one of the teams Ari's daughter was on the team and there's just one girl on the team that was just unbelievable she'd pull up and hit the threes and they were like what are they fifth sixth grade or whatever there yeah and i asked like what is your name and she told me well what's your last name she said graham i said oh well that makes a little sense yeah yeah they're <laughs> they're gym rats you know and they they have been in the gym since they were babies and yeah you know it's just and they get all their talent from their mom i know yeah, of they, course they, of jeff course. i can't take any credit for of that. course you know they uh it's just it's good to have them around and you know i I've every year jobs come open and I ask him if he's going to go put in for one or put in for that. But I really think he's got a, a good fit at tech and, you know, yeah. he's one of those guys that's just a positive energy guy and it's great to see and see the vibes around his team up there. Yeah. We, him and Adam Hyatt, we can't let either of those guys leave town until their kids are mm, yeah. college age. Yeah. No, I agree. <laughs> the youngest kids are in college and they can do, do what they want. Doing some great things, yeah. um, you know, for the community and, and, and up at tech. Yeah, that Hyatt's boy, I, he's an eighth grader, played for Central. He's going to be a star. Yeah, and I, like I haven't seen seen them yet. I'll I think Jackson, see, I think see is him on Friday. Name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have uh, Addie Addie Hyatt in in our program. She's yeah. a great. Kid. Now that's right. You got you got a Hyatt. Great too. Kid, you got yeah. Hyatt in the ground. She was uh, she was a dancer in into dance, and she came back out for basketball last year. So nice. it's good to have her around. Nice. Well, Coach, good luck on Friday. Hopefully uh, things go well. Yeah, thank you. And I appreciate your time. You've yeah. been on my list for a long time. <laughs> and I, well, I know you, you did lot, downplayed it. You said I've lot, run out of people to have. But. Lots more entertainment around here than me, but, but yeah. thanks for having me. Well, there's always uh, – almost every program I've covered in Butte at Butte High, there's always was a coach artist on this <laughs> somewhere in the program. <laughs> well, that's good. Yeah. That's good, yeah. Yeah, yeah we're just uh, – that's kind of what – what we're into and what we like. So, so it's the Thatchers and the Arnsons. That's you're just, right. You're born to coach, That's right? That's right. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> and how many people pronounce your name right or spell your name right, I guess? Is Not many. I think it came to the point where it was just like, yeah, what, whatever. Because it's always Arnston, yeah. right? Yeah. You get everywhere. It's not Arnston. Oh, yeah. It's Arnston. Yeah, so well, that's good. But thanks for having me on. Proud to be from you, America, USA.